Hiring the wrong executive costs you time and money. Leveraging work psychology, Spear Consulting helps you hire the right executive so you can focus on growing your business. For a free quote, visit spiritmco.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Middle Age Bald Guys podcast. We're so excited <laughs> to be able to be with you today and to talk through all things uh, virtue. Uh, Dr. Johnny, obviously, I'm just pulling your chain in the that we're <laughs> going to be on the Virtuous Heroes podcast today. And, uh, you know, knowing that you're a, a fellow brother in Christ and also, you know, have, uh, you know, spatial sensitivity to your hair, um, similar to myself, <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, have the opportunity to pull your chain a little bit. Um, but thank you so much for carving time out, Dr. Umares, to be able to connect today. And so excited to be able to kind of dive into your background and, you know, hopefully inspire some people today, too. And Christopher, thank you so much for inviting me. And no worries, my brother. If we cannot make light of ourselves, then, you know, we have bigger issues, right? So, uh, yeah, I, my, my, I constantly make fun of my lack of hair all the time. So uh, it's, I know it's all in good fun. And, it's, and I appreciate your haircut as well. <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest, like I, I might be kind of tricking people out here, but you know, honestly, like I shave it down because, like, if I grow it out, there's like a clump here, and there's a clump here, and a clump here. So <laughs> I just haven't had the the uh, the uh, uh, the courage to just pull out the you know pull out the uh, razor and completely shave it yet. But it's it's coming. It's definitely coming. But uh, You're close. Johnny, I'm close. I'm on, I'm on the doorstep for sure. Uh, so Johnny. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about uh, who you are for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with your background. Hey, well, my name is Johnny Gamaris, and uh, I currently serve as Vice President of Information Technology and Data Analytics for a nonprofit organization named Thriving Mind. Um, Thriving Mind oversees the behavioral health system of care in South Florida. Um, that consists of mental health and substance abuse. Um, and basically, we serve the indigent population. So these are our folks that have no other recourse to any other type of funding or programs uh, in order for them to get the, the assistance and the help that they need to overcome the challenges that they're facing with mental health issues, substance abuse issues, and sometimes a combination of both. Um, in addition to that, um, I'm also an adjunct professor at Miami-Dade College, where I teach in the School of Technology and Engineering, um, and I'm currently teaching one class a semester and just having a blast with that. Um, in addition to that, um, I am a loving husband, I'm a brother, I'm a son, and probably most important, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And that is my guiding light for all that I do. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Uh, how, just to kind of follow up on that, how long have you been married for? 30 going on 31 years. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I've got nothing. Yes, it's been got, a, we're a like, Hannah and I are like, you know, at our two year wedding anniversary this summer. Um, and, uh, you know, just the amount of uh, growth and intimacy that we've had over the last two years by, you know, both being, you know, kind of, as you mentioned, 
you know, being deeply in love with our Lord and being able to share that kind of passion in our lives has allowed us to just, uh, I guess, you know, I, I've been in a secular marriage before, you know, entering into, uh, you know, being a follower of Jesus and, you know, seeing some of the the healing and growth there. So I know the differences between two of those things. And I can only imagine what it must look like of a 30 year relationship. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's been it's been a true blessing. I have no complaints whatsoever. Um, my wife is, is, was an answer to prayer early on. Um, how we met and how ultimately we got married. And uh, it's just been a wonderful experience. And I thank God for it every single day. I didn't uh, I didn't hear, though, father in that list of titles. So you guys have weren't able to have children together. That is correct. There was there were some medical issues early on. And uh, so we were never blessed in that manner. Um, but we do have nieces and nephews and We've tried to impact their lives as, as best we could. Um, and other than that, I do love working with kids, with children. Obviously, I'm gravitated towards teaching quite a bit. And I, I consider all of my students my kids when, uh, you know, each and every term. I, yeah, I, I have a business mentor, one of my business mentors. Uh, same thing. Um, he, through the first relationship, uh, they they weren't able to have kids, and then in his in his second marriage, the the same thing. But he just he loves so fiercely um, to be able to just like give so much of his time so selfishly, and uh, and uh, just you know just wildly uh, inspired by people that you know maybe some of those ways that you think that life is going to go and 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 uh you know it doesn't always go that way, and but being able to you know still uh, tr- you know try and make a make some lemonade with those lemons and being able to, you know, pour your love out into the world and love like Christ through that time. So I'm sure that the, uh, the children that you are teaching are wildly blessed because of that. So um, can you tell us a little bit, I want to dive back into thriving mind, but, but be, but before we do, can you maybe just give me a little bit of uh, you know, kind of like the story of how you came to the leadership position that you're in today? Okay. Well, that 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 is uh, quite a story. So there's a lot of paths that uh, that I have followed uh, along the way, a lot of twists and turns. Uh, but looking back at it, it just amazes me how I see God's hands every step of the way. So I'm going to start off from the beginning, um, where once I graduated from my undergrad uh, degree. Um, I got a job working for a major insurance company as a claims adjuster. And, and uh, fortunately enough, that's where I met my wife mm-hmm. way back when. And not only that, but I was also very blessed to uh, to really have my very first mentor, uh, who was my manager at the time, who really worked with me and just encouraged me and pushed me along to continue my education. Uh, he was a, he was a firm believer in education and, uh, uh, he, he pushed me to get tuition assistance from the company to go to continue my studies, to continue my master's degree. Um, but he also mentored me as far as the internal politics and everything that was within the company. And, uh, with his help, I was literally fast tracked in a couple of years to a senior position um, within the company, uh, 
which was unheard of at the time. Um, but he really strived, you know, to instill in me that you have to work hard, not to be afraid of hard work and to uh, put in the time that it would ultimately pay dividends. And it, it really, truly did. So I was there for, for about five years. Um, but in my heart, I knew that that was not where I wanted to be for the rest of my life. And so uh, being a, an ambitious young professional, um, I decided to, to leave that, uh, that area, uh, to leave insurance and to move on to more of a finance related career. And that's where I started getting in, uh, uh, my foot in the door as far as being, uh, becoming an internal auditor. And so I worked as an internal, uh, uh, auditor for, for a number of years. And that was a blessing from the standpoint that I got to have a lot of exposure with a lot of different managers, a lot of different people, and to learn the business inside out and really to, to have an understanding on how business works. Um, and so I did some job hopping for quite a while, always looking for you know, the, uh, a good opportunity. Uh, I was primarily interested at the time, not necessarily for financial gain, but I was really wanting to grow and learn as much as I could. And I went from industry to industry, profit, nonprofit, governmental, uh, municipality, back to uh, for profit. And one of those job hops landed me a position with the, Flor uh, the state of Florida Department of Children and Families. And this was really the first time that I was exposed to behavioral health. And I was hired to oversee uh, or to start a new department to audit uh, the, the different service providers that the department contracted with in order to provide services. And that is where I started to, to, to gain a, a true appreciation that at the end of the day, it's not specifically what I do, but what I can contribute to the overall uh, well-being of not only an organization, but the impact that the organization can have on people's lives. Um, and that's where I got exposed to uh, really seeing my role more as a uh, protector, a defender for a very marginalized group of people who were in dire straits, needing a lot of assistance, um, just, just to be able to live a, a daily existence. Um, and it was there that uh, I exposed some wrongdoing that was going on with some, some providers um, and ultimately uh, helping those clients, those individuals who were uh, supposed to be served to ultimately get served at the end. Um, and that was perhaps the, the most rewarding job that, uh, that I ever had was, was doing that type of work. Um, so as I continued to do that, my reputation continued to gain a lot of momentum within the industry, within government in South Florida. And eventually, eight years down the road, I was hired away by another uh, nonprofit organization. Uh, this one served uh, in the uh, Department of Labor sector. So it was a workforce board. 
And there we help uh, people who uh, either lost their jobs or were looking for jobs to get trained um, using state assistance and federal assistance um, in order to get them uh, retrained and get them back into the workforce and, and to work, um, uh, at, you know, to contribute back to society and, and support their families and themselves. Uh, as uh, uh, fate has it, um, during that process, I also uncovered another uh, fraud of sorts that was occurring with, with the largest contracted provider for that organization. Um, and we were able to uh, divert those, uh, those services that that organization was doing to a different organization, to a different vendor. Uh, to better serve the the population, the people that that we were supposed to serve, um, and also got some money back to the agency uh, in recruitments in, and which funded additional programs um, at the time. And all of this was great until one day, uh, just by chance, uh, I, I saw some inconsistencies internally. It turned out that. Our CFO at the time was also uh, uh, cooking the books, so to speak. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. So uh, I quickly reported it to the CEO, um, who then reported it to the board. We reported it to the state. Um, long story short, that CFO uh, was, was let go and then was later on investigated for, for what he was doing. Um, but the story doesn't end there. All of a sudden, out of the uh, clear blue, um, the state comes uh, comes to visit us and they called for a special meeting with the CEO and me. Hmm. So I figured that they wanted to talk about the uh, what had occurred or, or led to the discovery of what was going on. Uh, but interestingly uh, enough, that was not what they wanted to talk about. They basically sat us down and told us that there were two options for the agency. Either they would shut down the agency or uh, they, they wanted me to take over a CFO to clean everything up. Hmm. Now, at the time, I did not want to do that because I knew what was going to be involved in doing so. But considering that the agency uh, um, employed over 150 people, who depended on their jobs, who depended on their benefits, who had families, um, who needed their, their, their pay, their paycheck. I ultimately decided that for the greater good of the organization and to keep it going, I went ahead and I took on that role um, and that position, which uh, led to 80-hour uh, weeks and then some, um, uh, and uh, a tremendous amount of work. I was working seven days a week, uh, just trying to uh, to straighten out the, the mess that that the accounting system was in. At the end of the day, uh, I was able to uh, uh, balance the books with an eight million dollar deficit. And so then the second part of that job was trying to uh, make cuts and trying to strategize on how to absorb that $8 million and to uh, continue operations and keep things going. So that's what I did for a few years. 
um, until out of the blue, the uh, contract for our CEO expired. The board decided to go external in order to hire a new CEO. And the uh, CEO that came in, the new CEO, um, let me just say that he was not necessarily a, uh, a godly man. So shortly after arriving, he called me into his office and he basically wanted to know if I was on his side. And uh, if I was, then he had special requests that he wanted and um, uh, how I would treat certain transactions in the books. And uh, at that time, I was confronted with that whole issue of here's my boss wanting certain things, certain treatments that were, in my opinion, unbiblical, unethical, immoral, and um, was nothing more than a path towards what we had just gotten through. And so I was confronted with that situation. Um, I prayed on that tremendously um, as far as what, what to do. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I decided that the best thing was to resign my position, which at the time was perhaps the highest paid position that I've ever held, um, and then transition to another another job. And this was a time where the jobs weren't really easy to find and come and come across. And so I, I found another position, but it was not a management position. It was not an executive level position. And it was for half the pay that I was earning mm. uh, when I left that other organization, um, which in and of itself taught me a, a very valuable lesson. And maybe we'll get to it later on. Um, but that really, uh, that was a wake up call to me, uh, regarding, uh, pride and selfishness and letting go of that and to just take that step back, um, in order to at least continue being employed, having benefits, insurance, and, and continuing to, uh, uh, to, uh, earn a paycheck in order to support myself and my wife and, and our household. So that lasted uh, a couple of years. And then this, this is really the, the part that gives me goosebumps mm. is that uh, one day out of the blue, I used to go for walks after dinner uh, in order, to, uh, in order to, to, to work on my weight management. And um, out of the clear blue, in, in basically in, in front of my house, I bumped into a man that I had worked with back at the Florida Department of Children and Families. I had not seen this gentleman in over eight years and we bumped into one another. And after going through that initial chit chat of, you know, hey, how have you been? How's everything going? The question came up right out of the blue. He asked me, what are you doing? And I asked him, what do you mean? He said, yeah, what are, where are you working? And I, I explained to him, I said, well, I'm working here now, uh, doing, you know, still doing internal audit work, but working on the IT uh, side of, of internal audit. And he told me, and I'll never forget this, he, that his boss, the CFO of where he was working, which is where, where I work 
today. Um, he and him had a conversation just two days prior where my name came up. And his boss, who is now my boss as well, asked him, if you ever bump into Johnny, let him know that I have a position for him. And, uh, you know, that still uh, sh uh, shakes me up quite a bit because the, um, the timing and the circumstances, um, you know, it's just, it's truly, again, God's hand opening doors and closing doors. Hmm. So I told him, sure, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to, uh, to speak with him. And this, uh, and my boss today is someone who I had audited when I worked for the Department of Children and Families. And he told me that the way that I treated him with respect, um, uh, and, and so on, that he had a tremendous amount of respect for me, um, and appreciated all that I did for him and his agency. And so when he had an opportunity at, at, his current uh, employer, Thriving Mind, um, for whatever reason, his first thoughts were me as far as being able to go in and fill that 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 job, that vacancy. So we'll fast forward a couple of uh, a couple of months, and I accepted a position to uh, to uh, build a compliance department uh, for Thriving Mind, and. Uh, and basically, it was going great. I was back in the industry that I found so rewarding originally. I was back in behavioral health. Um, at this time, Thriving Mind uh, is under contract with the Department of Children and Families to handle the administrative side of overseeing those programs. And so I was back in, in, in the field that I really felt passionate about. Uh, I was back to helping the the, the marginalized uh, people that needed that help and just making sure that the services were being rendered as they are supposed to be rendered. And things were going great. I rebuilt the, uh, the department, hired a few people, got the, uh, the systems in place, and things were going great. Um, and then one day out of the clear blue, the uh, IT director, decided to retire. And at that point in time, I had uh, just finished my master's in information systems. Hmm. And this prompted another meeting with, uh, with my boss. And he asked me, he says, I know that you love IT. I know that that's more than a hobby. You have a background in it. Uh, you just got a degree in it. He asked me if I would become the, the IT director as well. And that really opened up the door to where I am today. And so that position led to me being promoted to vice president of information technology and uh, data analytics, uh, where to this very day, um, I'm able to use my expertise, my education, my background in order to, uh, to provide information and data to our management team back to the state so that we can manage the programs and manage the funding that we receive in order to serve the, uh, the population that we serve um, uh, as efficiently as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's really been a, uh, like I said, I, 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 I 
look back at it now and I just see God's hands just opening and closing doors. And, um, you know, I'm just thankful that I went along. I, I, I followed where, where I was being led. And, um, and so it's just truly a, uh, not a coincidence, but a God incidence, uh, type of, uh, scenario. And then just as a caveat now, um, because of the, uh, uh, after I had worked, I just finished my doctorate about two years ago uh, in information systems. And out of the clear blue, again, I get a call from someone who I had gone through the doctorate program with who let me know that the local college was looking for adjunct faculty and they needed adjunct faculty in IT and information uh, security. And he encouraged me to apply. And I did. And I got hired immediately uh, to serve as adjunct faculty uh, to the college. And uh, every Saturday, I teach a class um, that I have just really, truly enjoyed the, uh, the experience in, in doing, working with the, uh, uh, the kids, the younger, the younger crowd. Uh, definitely keeps me sharp and it keeps me on my toes. And it's, it's really been a blessing as well. No one should have to grieve alone. Cassie's Foundation is a community dedicated to supporting you through the loss of your child by offering real support from others who've experienced the same. Go to at Cassie Foundation on Facebook to learn more and consider donating to the Ms. Foundation today at MsFoundation.org. Well, thank you, Johnny, for sharing that uh, the testimony and, and the uh, growth uh, throughout your career and how you got to where you are today. I think um, a couple things were resonating for me. I think the the first is that um, you know it's interesting. Um, you know, you obviously like your your growth from what you had originally done within insurance, then into finance, then into IT is kind of like a non-traditional road. Um, but yeah. I think like, you know, as you were saying, like being able to see God's providence and uh, his His hand guiding you into the work that you're doing. And then even further beyond that, you know, into being able to make an impact to then also, you know, as a teacher, as an adjunct, to be able to, you know, shape the way of future leaders within information technology and operational growth as well. And I think that's incredible to be able to, you know, use someone with uh, your type of uh, virtue to inspire kids in order to, you know, because being an auditor and being in compliance is definitely not an easy <laughs> gig. I mean, you definitely have yeah. to have a really, you know, a really, uh, you know, um, just zeroed in focus on on doing what is right, um, which that leads me to my second point, which is. You know, it, it reminded me as you were sh uh, sharing the story about a Zig Ziglar quote. He was talking about one of his first jobs as a, as a uh, like a, a stock boy within uh, within a grocery store of like stocking the 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 shelves. And uh, he said he at the time he really did not like his boss. Um, he was kind of like a micromanager and not someone that was kind or charitable, but yelled at all the people, etc. But even through all that, he like persevered and worked his tail off and like ran from like, like shot, like, you know, um, doing everything that he could to do his job at like the, the, the most impactful that he could. 
and he learned in that experience that that uh, you know that if you're not going to get promoted from your own boss that just always working like you're working for an audience of one for god and doing bringing excellence to everything that you do people take notice of that whether that be in the most immediate gain or that's something that down the road you open doors for yourself because people remember what it was to work with you in those like specific situations. And so I think in the same way, you kind of nailed it on the head that like, you know, just by, you know, while sitting in a role where you could probably be pretty rough with people, be demanding, be very unkind and uncharitable. But, you know, while auditing people, you were very pleasant and you were having those emotional intelligence to be able to, you know, work kindly with these people to to make sure that you were putting kind of like the the people that were being served by the organization first. And that that opened up the doors to be able to, you know, be in that role that you're in today with Thriving Mind. So that's awesome. Um, but then the third piece uh, that I think that really resonated was you had kind of talked about like there's a point when you went from CFO to taking, you know, half of the pay and having to take a, a, a transition. I know in prior to us recording, you had said that like, you know, one of the vices that you've had to overcome in your life was pride. Can you just tell me a little more about, uh, about that? Yeah, so up until that point, I had a uh, an incredible track record. I I advanced quickly through the ranks back at the insurance company and so on. Um, I was accumulating degrees and certifications. Um, uh, I had uh, extremely high GPAs and always excelled in everything that I did. And eventually, when, when you have so much success early on, you start to internalize it and make it and selfishly claim it as yours i did that and that that level of pride and that uh, level of, of selfishness uh sets in if you are not careful about uh, uh acknowledging and recognizing that everything that that we do it's because god has entrusted to us to do um, and the doors that are open, God opens up those doors. And so it's very easy to get blinded by success and to start claiming it as your own victory. Um, and early on, that's that's where I was. I was doing well. I had uncovered these massive frauds uh, uh, and uh, turned around an agency that was in deficit back to profitability um, and so on. And uh, you know, at that time, I was feeling pretty good about myself um, until until that it, we got a new CEO and and I was confronted with where where was my allegiance? Was it to the world or was it to the Lord? Um, and I thank God that that I chose the Lord and and had and and stood back and and took that step backward at the time it was a humbling experience um but i believe it's one that i needed um because it just again reinforced to me that the focus is not should not be on myself or my accomplishments but rather externally the the, the greater good what can i do for 
the people who work for me, for the people that we serve? Um, what can I do for the organization to make it better? And and just that 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 realignment um, was really the 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 important life lesson that that situation created for me. And again, I I, I firmly believe that's uh, God's uh, divine providence. Uh, he he probably figures like, oh, I think I need to, to to settle him down a little bit and uh, to make sure that he keeps focused on me. Uh, that he is not as as uh, hot and incredible as he's thinking he is today, right? So uh, so it, it was really truly a uh, a wake up call and one that where I recognized the fact that I was falling into that pride and selfishness track, and uh, I'm just thankful that. Uh, the Lord was able to convict me and to uh, steer me away from from that, because uh, at the end of the day, that probably would not have been a, a good road to be traveling. Yeah, you know, it, it it brings to mind the story in the Old Testament of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and uh, you know, in like each of those scenarios, uh, it's like you know. Joseph has this grandiose dream of like how his life is going to be so amazing, but doesn't have the emotional intelligence in order to recognize like, hey, if I go to my brothers and my parents and tell them that they're going to be bowing down to me, like they're probably going to not be so excited about the, you know, about this. And, you know, him, you know, ultimately probably having to go through a lot of sufferings and hardships that he didn't have to go through if he was, you know, being able to be more humble and kind of more discerning in, in some of the wisdom that he was gaining. Uh, but it, yeah. you know, through similar to your story, I guess the reason why I'm, you know, not necessarily saying that element is kind of like the, the alignment there, but also seeing like how him having to, you know, be, you know, uh, you know, put in, be sold into slavery by his brothers going into, uh, from slavery into going into jail, um, that's where he, you know, and ended up being able to prophesy to some of Pharaoh's like key leaders that then shared with Pharaoh that he was able to interpret dreams. And that's how his rise to, to fame came. Um, but it's kind of like there's the same ways and in, in that just kind of like thinking on how like each of your experience has been able to build on the next thing that built on the next thing that yeah. gave you the skills that you needed in order to be successful in the next role. But ultimately that doesn't take away uh, Johnny from, I'm sure the pain and suffering that you went through as you're earning your stripes along the way of like, you know, like why, like why, Lord, why am I having to go through this, you know, this pain and suffering uh, and, you know, I can only imagine, I'm sure the turmoil, you know, as a provider um, and as a husband to, you know, have your pay be docked in half and then going from this, like, you know, a very big and public leadership role to half of that, as you were stating, I'm sure was a very humbling experience uh, as well. Um, so, Johnny, what do you, um, so we talked about kind of on the vices side, on the virtue side, what do you think is like some of those virtues that maybe God has you know, I, I love how you said it that like, you know, virtues don't seem to be something that are just gifted forever, but it's like kind of a daily opportunity to choose to, you know, choose the right path in that way. But what are some of those that you feel like maybe are an easier thing for you to be able to choose versus those, like you said, pride was something that you kind of had to be, you know, go through some serious suffering in, in order to, to be a more humble leader. Yeah. So as far as virtues are concerned, uh, at least I, looking back, 
and and today how I feel. Um, I've had long-term consistency with self-discipline and being versatile. Versatility has been a key, and uh, and being diligent of no matter what life dishes out, um, keeping the nose to the grindstone. And I think you mentioned it earlier, uh, working for the number one boss that, that we have, are working for the one that, that matters most and doing the best that, that I can um, in a disciplined manner and being open to, to, to whatever door the Lord decides to open or close for me and to do so humbly. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that's what I strive for each and every day, just to keep maintain that, that, that mindset of, of being humble and, and self-discipline in order to accomplish uh, what, what I need to accomplish in order for the greater good. Awesome. Yeah. And I, you know, as we kind of talked about, I think some of those self-disciplines and perseverance are key and critical to getting through some of the sufferings that we go through in life. I know in my own life, uh, it seems like it's just, you know, sometimes I can be pretty frustrated with God that it's like, I just want the impartation most of the time, Johnny. I don't want to actually have to gain the fruit, right? And unfortunately, like in the kingdom, it often has to come through trials that you go through that you're able to then persevere through to have that discipline in order to grow in those virtues. And, um, you know, when people are like, you know, like in prayer circles, like, oh, you know, I'm praying for humility or <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, you know, like, whoa, like, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. I don't, I want to stay away. Yeah, it can be painful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah you got to be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> God will grant it, and it'll be a wake-up call. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, Johnny, what's uh, the biggest challenge in your life presently? Would love to, you know, be able to close our episode in in prayer and and uh, yeah. Yeah. So the 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 biggest challenge that that I have uh, currently is. And I guess everybody has to a certain degree uh, is time and uh, wanting to do so much for for the kingdom and uh, not having enough hours in the day to to do everything um, between work. Um, I have a passion and a love uh, for my church family um, for teaching there as well at church. I teach a Sunday morning Bible study uh for for adults in in our church um it's just uh time time to to do everything and in light of what's going on these days i firmly believe that we're probably as the closest we've ever been as far as end times are concerned um and i feel that clock ticking and i and just being able to to, to juggle everything in order to reach out to as many people as i can to to share the gospel to uh, both through example and through uh, uh, speech as well, and and trying to uh, bring as many people to the kingdom as as I can possibly do uh, before that day. Sure. So uh, yes. Yeah, so let us pray, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity to have fellowship today on the podcast, and you know Johnny's uh, prayer to to 
Oh, Lord, just to to be able to answer the call to be on the Virtuous Heroes podcast to preach the good news and to share a testimony of the way that you've worked in his life to bring uh, freedom, to bring uh, so many blessings uh, is just amazing. And so thank you, Lord, for this man, this holy man of God that has uh, sought you out in his professional life and his personal life and his, his, his teaching life that he puts you first, Lord, and, and uh, so encouraged by that. Uh, Lord, I just pray that, um, you know, there's been many saints throughout the history of time that have the gift of, in, uh, the, of bilocation, where they were able to do good works uh, at two places at the same time. Padre Pio comes to mind for that. St. Francis of Assisi comes to mind for that. Um, and uh, and also a current saint that is still alive today, Justin Paul Abraham, who's in Wales, is another one that has been bilocating. Um, and uh, so, Lord, I just pray that that those that gift would be imparted upon Johnny so that even while he sleeps, he would be able to be doing kingdom work and to be bringing to, to be a terror of demons and destroying the kingdom of darkness with the kingdom of light. And the father that I pray that any of the gifts of, of healing and prophecy, discernment of spirits, that they would be imparted into Johnny's life so that he, uh, that uh, it would be just the sword of the spirit that would just light him on fire and be able to cut through cut to the hearts of people and, and help them to, to be able to see the reality that the kingdom of heaven is truly at hand and has come to earth. And Lord, we also pray against uh, the, the vice of pride that anyone that's listening to this episode today, Lord, that you would identify places in their own lives where they've been prideful and an opportunity for them to repent and to turn from that pride and instead to humbly ask you to to forgive them and to forgive those that have been hurt through their pride. And lastly, Lord, uh, we thank you for imparting the gift of discipline and perseverance that uh, Johnny was able to have in order to reach the plateaus of leadership that he's hit today and that he only continues to grow and prosper in his journey of leadership as well. And uh, we pray this through your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. 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 And thank you, Christopher, and God bless you as well. Your work that, that you are doing is, is fabulous. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, thank you uh, as well for being with us on the Virtuous Heroes podcast where we inspire virtuous leadership. Johnny, thank you so much for being a guest on the show and look forward to building our relationship, brother. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Christopher. Really appreciate it. Hey, Chris here. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To continue to grow in virtue, will you please subscribe to the Virtuous Heroes podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? Or you could also visit us on the web at www.spiritmco.com. That would be tubular. Hope you have an awesome day.